You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM as always. I am Keanu Calicon and introduce yourselves in roughly alphabetical order, which is going to be typical because both of them begin with K. <laughs> it's Katie. And it's Kev. Excellent. So uh, we've had a lot of news this week uh, because it is what do they call in America? The big game, the Super Bowl, which means a million billion 30 second trailers come on. And then I'm assuming everyone goes home before the rest of the game. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we'll go to Katie first. Anything crazy you want to chat about or any topics in the media, anything like that? Um, nothing crazy, but just something I wanted to touch on that we kind of, as far as I'm aware, we haven't touched on it yet, is the new um, Legend of Pokemon Breath of the Monster Hunter. That's, I'm assuming, is that a mixy uppy title? No, no, I think, I think that's the official, I think that's how Nintendo licensed this. <laughs> okay, because like I have, I have a Switch. Those cartridges couldn't fit that big of a title. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, it's, tell um, us about tell us about your Pokemon adventure then, Katie. Okay, so my my Pokemon adventure um, so far has been as someone who's like, I'll be honest, I'm not really that into Pokemon. It's not that I don't like it. I'm just there's too many. You know what I mean? Like you can't keep up <laughs> with it. So I'm what people would refer to as a filthy Gen Oneer, which means basically I just I stopped showing an interest after the first generation. Ah, uh, yes, as we in the bourgeoisie call. A scrub. A scrub, yeah. Filthy, <laughs> filthy casual scrub. You didn't even make it to gold? I didn't make it to gold. Do you know what? I played, uh, was it Ruby Red or Fire Red? One of those. And Let's Go Eevee, which is essentially the same game. I don't think just... I'd be able to work a mobile phone if I didn't play Pokemon Gold. <laughs> yeah. I, try, I tried Pokemon Go for a while and I was like, what? It wants me to go outside. I'm not having this. Um, so that didn't last very long. <laughs> it's okay. They've modded it so you don't have to go outside ever since COVID. Yeah, well, so, see, that's when I tried it. It was actually last year. And I was like, okay. oh, what is this? You just flick Pokeballs and hope you catch something. And I kind of, I got bored. 
Um, Can I just say, I'd love to see the Pokemon adventure show instead of Ash Ketchum. It's Katie. And she's just like, and Professor X is like, here's your Pokemon. Now, take your Pokedex and go out and explore. And you're like, what? You, you want like, me to go outside? No. You underarm no, no, like... They can you, come to me. You, uh, you like underarm like three Pokeballs or Rattatas. And they're like, I'm going to go make dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. like maybe a drowsy will turn up and try and eat your dream. It's like, all right, well, at least he came to me. Uh, drowsy is like my my personification of Pokemon. Like, I am drowsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, I remember uh, the first time I played Pokemon Go, it was in Temple Bar, and there was, lo- I, it was, there was loads of drowsies everywhere. I'm like, what is this game telling me? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> was it a Sunday morning? It was actually. I was on my way to a show in Galway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the game was telling you to sleep. The game knew that you had been awake all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm sidetracking this. What's this new game, and what are you doing? It? Yeah. So basically, um, for anyone who hasn't played it or hasn't seen anything about it, doesn't know anything about it, it's basically Pokemon, a Pokemon game. If it was fun, and I say that very <laughs> controversially. <laughs> <laughs> as someone like because i just i find pokemon games very repetitive and boring and... i just i'm waiting for lisa to just kick the door oh in. yeah yes <laughs> you read my mind somewhere me, yeah. lisa is spinning in her grave or coffin or whatever it is that uh metal heavy metal but, people sleep but, in but no i i kind of get where you're coming from i like i've dipped into pokemon occasionally and i get about like 20 hours in before i'm like i'm just kind of doing the same thing over same, and over again yeah. The same thing over and over again. And like, there obviously there is that to this new Pokemon. Like, obviously, yeah, you go and you catch the Pokemon and you bring them back and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's kind of the same over and over, but it's different enough that it's actually interesting. So the kind of the main hook is this, to this is opposed to this, the normal Pokemon being random encounters that, turn, that lead to a turn-based encounter. This is all real-time <laughs> It, Pokemon yeah, are walking around and you just walk up to them. Yeah, so the, the Pokemon, they kind of, yeah, they just, now obviously they stay in their area. So mm. there's areas where you'll find certain Pokemon and, you know, but they're walking around. And then what you do is you run up to them and you can just try and catch them straight out or you can try and battle them, which then it will turn into uh, turn-based, you know, Pokemon-style fighting. Oh, but I even see. So that, the catching is like Pokemon Go, but the battling is still turn-based, that kind of thing, like... Yeah, but even with the battling, it's kind of cool because you can, as the trainer, you can, like, walk around the battle as it's happening and stuff like that, which is pretty interesting. It's just go out and get a sandwich or something, like... Yeah, and like the so one of the big selling points that they made for the game when it came out was that it's open world. Now, I think that's a bit misleading because it's not actually open world. What it is is you have five fairly sizable sandbox areas, different biomes, and then a hub area, but it's not open world. Like you can't run from one end of the map to the other, if that makes sense. So you, you okay, have big like, stretches, but okay, but like I'm I'm so intrigued and slightly offended that you haven't enjoyed other Pokemon games. <laughs> what is what is the edge this game has over those other ones? Do you know you? what I I don't I don't really I think it's kind of more the the way the character moves around themselves rather than being a you know a um. A, a, like a stick figure that just runs from here to there and can't do anything else. 
there's okay. there's things like you can hide in the grass, you know, to stealth your way around and you can dive out of the way if a Pokemon tries to attack you. And then there's like, without spoiling too much, you get mounts as well. So, you know, you get like, you know, you can run faster or fly or climb mountains or swim in the ocean, that kind of stuff. And it's it's all just really dynamic instead of being like stagnant the way Pokemon tends to be. I see. So you feel like you're more involved with it, like a bit like you said, like as like a Link character that you are doing things rather than walking around a world and then things happen like kind of yeah, very separate of you. It's kind of as well. It's kind of like like I know in the old Pokemon games, say when your party, uh, if they've all fainted, you just kind of wake up at the Pokemon Center. Whereas in this one, it's like if your party faints, well, now you have to deal with a Pokemon that's running at you and you have no way to defend yourself. Like, oh, that's, my goodness. That's the one that's like, that's the one kind of point that strikes me that's so radically different is because the Pokemon all range in size as well. There yeah. are Pokemon rocking around there that are twice you person height, like 10 feet tall. Oh, there's Pokemon. And they will just run at you. Yeah, there's Pokemon that are like five times the size of you person. And they it will is. run at you. Like, hey, okay, here's something new. How about we make Pokemon existentially terrifying? <laughs> See, you had that to some, to some degree in Sword and Shield. It's just that when they caught you, you went into the battle, mm-hmm. like, system. Like, no, you know. no, this, this Snorlax will just come up and punt you. <laughs> yeah, like... You, you know, know what? Snorlax is my favorite. I, I, there would, I would be kind of have mixed feelings about it, but I would be happy a bit. I'm telling you, there is nothing more terrifying, right? And this actually happened to me. There's nothing more terrifying in a Pokemon game than rounding a corner and having a 50-foot angry Snorlax with glowing red eyes run at you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, run? That, yeah, it ran. <laughs> How? They're, they're quick when they want to be <laughs> See, if you had actually played Pokemon Gold You'd know there's nothing more terrifying Than a mill tank doing rollout <laughs> That's the proper scary stuff I haven't seen mill tank now I don't think mill tank is in this one But they did say Good. that they, they wanted to add I think there's like 230 something Pokemon in it already And they want to add like At least another 170 something like that Okay, because I remember this being a sticking point with Sword and Shield. Everyone got offended that not all 800 Pokemon were in there, but, like, how could they be? Yeah, like, as big as the game is, it kind of, it does kind of stutter under its own weight at points. Hmm. So, like, obviously, I'm not saying it's a perfect game, but I, I will say that, personally, I think it's the best Pokemon game that has come out ever. Um, you know, probably okay. since since the first one, obviously, because that was so groundbreaking. But it's not perfect at all. Like there's there's janky bits. There's like if you look into the distance, some of the Pokemon are like lagging around, that kind of thing. Um, there's and even in terms of gameplay, there's not a whole lot that you can do besides like foraging and catching Pokemon and crafting. Um, but it's a step in the right direction, I think. OK. And who would you recommend this to? Um, people like me who kind of, they like the idea of Pokemon in theory, but they find the games like just really repetitive and boring. Okay. So I suppose what you're implying there is it's for both people who like Pokemon and people who don't like Pokemon. 
Yeah. Now, obviously, not everyone's going to like it. Like some people just don't like that kind of thing. And like I've seen people online complaining about it, saying I really tried to like it and I just couldn't. But all I'd say is go into it with an open mind. It's not like the other Pokemon games. It's, (laughs) you know, controversially, it's actually fun. Fantastic. And Kev, it seems like you know a bit about this game as well. Funnily enough, I actually haven't played it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, yeah. this is all just through through osmosis just watching kind of clips and that um but yeah it's one that's kind of been on my radar because i'm exactly in that bracket katie's talking about where i just never gelled with the pokemon formula love the world love the characters i will die for Rowlet, the little l <laughs> <laughs> my my um, life and soul belongs to him uh cynical is my bay yeah uh, but I just never, I just never gelled the Pokemon game. So I kind of saw this. And also, again, Rowlet is in this game. Yep. Immediately has me hooked. So it's one I'm probably going to like, I'll, I'll probably check out um, as soon as my list of games whittles down a little further. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And it is time consuming. I think that's I've thing. Already... I think when I hear the world, like, even though you said like the open world restriction, it's still like, you know, pretty open world. Oh, yeah. Uh... I've already put like over 50 hours into it. Yeah, that's, that's that's becoming a retraction point now for me. Hey, hey, you marketing your game under 20 hours? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, something I can get through quickly? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, like, actually, that's been the reason I haven't checked this out, apart from considerable financial burden, is, um, like, I, am, I still have Pokemon Sword, I think is the one I have. And, like... If I put in enough effort, I think I could finish that Pokedex. But I don't want to go back to the start on a Pokedex, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that's just... the nice thing about, um, you know, the new Pokemon as well, is that you can just bounce around from region to region, and there's fast travel as well, which is nice. And then obviously the mounts that you can get around quicker. Um, and it, it just, it works. You know, it's not tedious. <laughs> It's not tedious. Five stars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd go as far as giving it five stars. Like there, there are definitely some things that they need to iron out. But like I said, it's a step in the right direction. And if they keep making, you know, more games like that, but improving on them each time, then I'm in. OK, speaking of ironing out and tedious, can I bring up the subject I'm waiting to talk about since yes, basically please. last week? Yes. Uh, are, are you guys up to uh do you guys know what happened with the kingdom hearts thing uh oh yes (laughs) oh yes so i haven't played it but i am all too aware of this and many stories before it because the intended because they released on the switch the full kingdom hearts library uh but kind of were subtly marketing them as the cloud versions and literally, like, what they've been doing this for select games. And it's basically Nintendo's way of getting these big budget kind of AAA games that, like, would be running on, like, modern hardware on the Switch, which is lesser. And effectively, what these are doing are streaming the games to the Switch through an online service. So you're buying a stream of a game. <laughs> Right. Akian, how has your experience been with this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> um, walls have been punched. Um, it basically it's it's now not as bad as it was the day I installed it, but I didn't know 
it was a cloud game. I didn't know what a cloud game was because I don't know if you know this about Kingdom Hearts, but the titles are filled with so many (laughs) nonsense words that when I saw the word cloud version in it, I'm like, all right, Kingdom Hearts, birth by death by sleep. See, that's the other thing. When you see Kingdom Hearts cloud version, you think, oh, it's got Final Fantasy VII references, right? That's what I thought, yeah. (laughs) It's literally in the games. (laughs) Like, that's, see, that's, it's, 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 it's crazy for so many reasons. Like, I could maybe understand why they would do a cloud version of three because Mm. that was the PS4 game, that was Unreal Engine, that was a whole big budget blow up. The rest of them are all PS2 games. Why can't yeah, you run exactly. that on the Switch? Like, I, just... I mean, like that was my. I was. I was like, I got onto you guys straight away, kind of off the air. Like, like, what is this? What's happening? Because, like, immediately it asked for an internet connection. I was like, no, oh, whatever, fine. Some of the games ask for internet connections. Maybe they, in case you want to do a multiplayer thing or something like that. And look, it's on me to not Google what a cloud version of something is. But even still, like the game was basically unplayable. If it lags for a minute, you get booted out. And if also if you don't engage with the game for a minute or two, it boots you out. And I don't know if you know this, Kev, but Kingdom Hearts has some long, long, long sequences of you watching Sora and Donald Duck talking about their feelings and, and solving uh, mysteries and saying abstract things like what is the light of the heart of the darkness of the soul while Mike Wazowski walks in the background. Oh like, yeah, it, no, whole extended sequence in number three where Woody tells the main antagonist that he has no friends. I love that series. Uh, I can imagine <laughs> as well that your uh, two-year-old toddler has absolutely no regard for for Papa having to watch his lengthy cutscenes so his game does not kick him out. You have actually hit the nail on the head there. It really undermines the selling point of the Switch because you're connected to a network. If you put the Switch down for a minute, it boots you out. Yeah. So if you're playing it, you have to play it or you'll lose your progress wherever you stop, you know? like And, like, the lag is so bad. Like, that opening island scene in Kingdom Hearts 1 is tough anyway. Have you guys played Kingdom Hearts actually? Yeah. Like I know you I haven't. Yeah. No. Okay. Um it's from that wonderful era of PS2 where it's like the influence of PC games was still there. That very much like we're not going to tell you how this game works, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's about this. halfway there's a bit there was a point about halfway through the PS2's life cycle where like controls are pretty standardized across games consoles kingdom hearts hadn't gotten there yet right no and like the the hardest level for me at least is like the first level the training level because it just chucks you into these one-on-one fights where the odds are stacked against you and like you know you do all these collecting and you have to do running races those are hard things in and of themselves but you only get one go at them sometimes and then, like, the consequences are locked in forever. If you're doing that against lag, mm-hmm. where you are frozen, but your opponents are not, like, you know, you have to quit the game and start again. And it takes five minutes because you have to sign into a bloody online network, which might not let you in. It kind of feels like trying to go into, like, a really busy cafe. And just when you turn it on, praying to God that there aren't too many people on the network or something. Cause I've got a good internet connection. I'm running it off 
this internet connection like, yeah like know, that's it's, like, it, it seems like just doesn't work yeah no it seems like the cloud version of these things like there's so many caveats that like need to be fulfilled that they're like they're not advertising it correctly for like any normal consumer to like to have every one of these things capable and also no, I don't know where I was going with that. It just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> like, well, it, it kind of seems like it's going against the entire point of playing video games as well. Like, it's not supposed to be stressful and a chore and hmm. wall punching. You know, it's supposed to be something that you do to chill out and, you know, relax. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Kate. I mean, don't remember, I don't mind it being a cloud thing. I don't mind having to play it connected to the internet. I just want it to work. And like the games, it is cool to have all the Kingdom Hearts games in one place. That's the only reason I haven't played this series beyond Kingdom Hearts 1. But because uh, like, it's just so hard to figure out the running order of games. But like, when you have six games all jammed into one game, as it were, like all in the same cartridge online, that means all the people playing all those six games will be in the same online lobby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for yeah. something so, for something like Kingdom of Hearts, which obviously is hugely popular, you know, there's going to be a lot of people wanting to play. Mm. Exactly. And like, you know, your internet has to be so good just to get it to work. Like I actually ran tests on it last night. I had a little handheld switch, like, you know, and like played the games kind of running okay. I, I played a YouTube video on the computer near me and the game like slowed down significantly. So oh it's not like it's so like it requires all your attention and God help you if someone walks by with a phone using the Internet. Jesus it'll just give up. Christ. And like, uh, yeah, I think Kev hit the nail on the head. I kind of wish I knew what it was, because if I had, I probably wouldn't have bought the entire collection you know well like, no, t- to be fair now like kev said you see cloud version and you think oh final fantasy mm. like yeah, they, they should have been more specific it's it, like this is because this isn't the first it's probably the biggest the most like high notoriety but they have been doing this for a couple of years now <laughs> i think uh recently they also did this with the the guardians of the galaxy game that came out earlier in the year mm. and i think hitman a couple of the hitman games came out on the switch so like this like it, it has been a lightly common thing that's kicking around, and they kind of just do subtext, mm. subtitles, cloud version. Kingdom Hearts just kind of has a funny relationship to that. Yeah, but I would say the unfortunate thing about this is Kingdom Hearts is more popular than those examples you mentioned. Yeah, and there is the gimmick of having all of them in the same place. So, like, I yeah, say no. there are a lot of people like me who didn't know what they were buying and didn't fully understand the caveats they were signing up for, you know. And- oh, no, absolutely. And again, I, I don't know why they need to server server link and stream games that are nearly 20 years old that were running on DVD players. I just- yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, just make, if you absolutely have to, make three. Yeah. Cloud one. But, like, I could run... Like, two of those Kingdom Hearts games in the collection are Game Boy Advance games. I could run them on my phone with enough determination. You, you, could, know? Run, you could run the first two on your phone with some determination. The PS2 was not a was not a technical marvel by exactly, today's standards. Yeah. It like it was a great console, but it's it's a it's it's a glorified DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, we're coming up with all the great taglines. All right. Well, that's that's I mean, don't get me wrong. I am going to play as much as I can of it. Uh, I just I just like Katie was saying, I don't like the nervousness of mm. I've got a child at home. I might have a half an hour in the day. I would like that to ideally be not the only half an hour in the day where the game doesn't work. So, well, let me yeah. tell you, if you want an online experience where you do have a half an hour a day that won't get interrupted, have I got this service for you? I really wish we were getting paid to do this. Ah. But, <laughs> but I... Know. Reach out to us. I have gotten way hardcore into manga recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, I... Circumstances have just allowed me the privilege of being able to read some uh, during the day. <laughs> and I, I think I've plugged it on the show before, but I truly cannot get over the Shonen Jump app on like <laughs> website for how insane of a deal it is. <laughs> it is two euro a month for all of Shonen Jump's back catalog. So that's two euro a month for all of One Piece, all of Naruto, all of Hero Academia, all of Bleach, and just anything else. It's crazy. So, oh my I, goodness. Uh, so as I think I mentioned as well in a previous episode, I uh, I got way big into Berserk after its author passed away uh, oh, middle last year, actually, I think about it. Uh, finished that there recently enough, and talking about it. It's beautiful. Go read Berserk. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> uh, and I had this itch to scratch for like dark fantasy. And I'd been hearing rumblings about, an, about one on Shonen Jump called, Ch- called Chainsaw Man. Right. Y'all, Chainsaw Man is great. <laughs> <laughs> it is, oh, like so far it's only a manga, so it's only on Shonen Jump. I think there is an anime adaptation coming out later this year that kept getting pushed back because of COVID. But the manga is fantastic. Chainsaw Man, it's essentially... Uh, dark fantasy action uh, world where basically demons exist in in the world. So big prolific job out there is hunting is demon hunter. Um, so we have our protagonist whose name is Denji. Who when we meet him, he is missing a kidney, an eye, and just various other body parts that he's sold to pay off his dead father's debt that has that has fallen onto him. Uh, by the end of chapter one, he has already been chopped up and thrown in a trash can and ends up making a deal with the devil to basically save his, his dog devil to save his life. Turns out, whoopsie, that was a chainsaw devil. Now we've got chainsaw man. <laughs> and like, the thing is, it is it's, it's dark fantasy that is like, has the, the intensity and brutality of something like Berserk. But where Berserk would, would kind of balance that with a lot of real emotional uh, tenderness, Chainsaw Man balances this with comedy. And it's Tatsuki Fujimoto is a fantastic illustrator. And he has this way of giving these, these splattershot, like violent images, this, this raw chaos that's still very readable. But he's also a masterwork of the human face, where there is a panel. And I'm sure if you just look up Chainsaw Man, it's one of the first things you see where a woman is just puking into Denji's mouth and the facial reactions on both of them are nigh perfect. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, we're getting some serious on a five problems here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like uh, that is like it's it's great action, funny to a fault, but also it like in the space of what's pretty short in about ninety-seven chapters, it gets to some pretty hefty ideas about how the devils that are in this world are are manifestations of concepts that people fear so something like the gun devil is the most devastating force that humanity have ever known because of humanity's fear and guns what are all these different devils then that's what i understand so again like a devil is basically in this it's a manifestation of somebody's fear so like chainsaw he is a chainsaw devil he's very he's pretty powerful because of humanity's fear of chainsaws as I mentioned, the gun oh, devil is one of the okay. most powerful forces in this universe. One of the first things you see get rocked down is tomato devil because, hey, people don't really fear tomatoes that much. That's a pretty weak devil. That's kind of the concept here. And it just takes that idea and just rolls with it in so many just really interesting ways. Okay. All right. So um, I've just looked at some of the artwork there, mm. which obviously I can't describe as literacy to you, but yeah, it's a lot prettier than I expected something called Chainsaw Man to look. That's the thing. There's, there's a franticness and a chaos to it, but it's all still very clean. It's all still very, very readable. Okay, so where can people find this app then? What's it called uh, again? It's, so it is, the, it's just called, so on phones, it's just called the Shonen Jump app, uh, available through any app store. Or you can do it online through, if you just Google Shonen Jump, it brings you there through Viz's website. Viz would be the Western publisher. Um, again, just, I again, I'm not being paid by them as much <laughs> as I truly want to be. But You've it's, earned your two quid. But it's it's two quid a month, you guys. <laughs> just just give them it anyway. It's... <laughs> well, since you brought up making deals with the devil, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I feel like we should mention the fact that by the time this airs, Cuphead will be out on Netflix. It looks oh, really good. Our friend of the show, uh, Keith Byrne, worked on it. Like, uh, and yeah, have you guys played Cuphead? Or is there like any Cuphead fans here? I, I have played not. A, I played a little bit of it. It was too hard for me. Yeah, I yeah, heard it was. I can always it make it about halfway through. How about you, Katie? No, I it looked good, but I heard it was one of those games that like just wants you to die constantly, and I'm not about that. It's you know what it, it does have this Dark Souls reputation, but it's to be like I mean, now having said that, I will play about half an hour at a time. But it's such a pretty game, I don't mind taking on the bosses a few times. It definitely. Like, it, it definitely benefits, like, I played on the Switch, and I presume you did too. It definitely benefits yeah. on a Switch, because I that's very on that And on Steam, and it's, yeah, mm. the Switch. Well, it's a good one to play with friends, but just make sure it's not a friend you might lose after one <laughs> argument. It ruins friendships, does it's, it? Yeah, yeah, it's very much from that, like, 90s era of, like, you know, two-player script screen co-op, you know. Just make make sure it's someone you trust, you know, kind of monopoly <laughs> well, rules. Didn't uh, didn't Nintendo recently announce as well? They're doing a D. They're releasing a DLC for Cuphead. Are they? God help us all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I spotted that in the direct recently, but I don't know if that's uh, something exclusive to Nintendo. I've been paying attention to the to other uh, game things. I think yeah, 
I think the studio had like developing Cuphead are going to be milking it for a while because it was huge. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's such a pretty thing. Like, I mean, it's mm. worth having more of that in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. And speaking of more things being in the world, let's talk very quickly about the Super Bowl trailers. The only ones I'm av- I'm aware of are the Marvel ones, although I know there were Jurassic Park ones too and that kind of stuff. Have you guys seen the Doctor Strange trailer yet? No. <laughs> no, really? Have you I, I just, heard I just, about it through osmosis? I think I heard bits, and I don't know if what I heard was like rumored or like confirmed. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, handily enough, uh, Dara, who isn't here tonight, just literally put up all of the things that happened in the trailer in his feed. So I'll just bring that up now. Uh, I suppose it's, well, first of all, Doctor Strange 2, uh, Sam Raimi is directing. It's, it looks a lot like sort of No Way Home, but for the entire Marvel universe. Do you know what I mean? It's like got all these like kind of elements turning up and mixing and matching uh, obviously I mean they've, they've said it in the title the multiverse of madness well they there kinda, you go they kind of uh, sum so, it up pretty concisely I mean it's a great title to get started like obviously Doctor Strange and his extended cast like Wong and Mordo they're back uh, and um, the Doctor whose name I can't remember unfortunately uh, there's so yeah it's got all them as well as like they've confirmed um Sort of the younger Miss Marvel is in it. Uh, Wanda from WandaVision is in it. They have shown lots of shots of like Wanda's house from WandaVision. So there's going to be more overlap in it than I expected. Or at least that's how they're making it look. The big one that's getting people... America Chavez, sorry, that's the other uh, Miss Marvel. The big one that's got people talking is there is a brief voice cameo from Patrick Stewart, which would seem to imply that Professor X is in this, even if it's only in some sort of multiversal cameo capacity. Have you guys heard of this yet? That was that was what I saw. I've saw, that's how I saw people talking about. It. I wasn't sure if that was somebody getting a lot of people getting their hopes up or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, we don't see his face. It's only a voice. To be honest, I, I'm so out of touch. I thought it was Ian McKellen's voice. Uh, it's, Which would um, also be good. That's true. He is my just, uh, just, yeah. just roll a dice on old British men. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, I suppose now I'm skeptical of this because WandaVision is in the mix and it's a multiverse. And WandaVision did the Quicksilver, not Quicksilver thing. Ah, the boner so, joke. Of yes. course, we remember. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Dara isn't here to get angry about it. Um, but uh, so I'm I'm skeptical of that hype. But yeah, even just going by the trailer. It's like, you know, you see bits of the What If animated show, you see bits of this, bits of zombies, bits of Ultron. Like, it's, I would be very disappointed if all this stuff was compressed into 10 minutes of the movie and it was just a normal movie apart from that. But I don't think that's what this is. No, I think they're, they're plot. They seem like they're gearing this up to be like the next kind of Avengers level crossover event. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I hope, like, no, I don't want every Marvel movie to be this big, if you know what I mean. Mm. I quite like my Shang-Chi's and my my Eternals, my Hawkeye trying to get home for Christmas stuff. But I will admit, I Doctor Strange is my probably my favorite Marvel character after Vision, and I'm very excited to see all the stuff going down. 
And I hope they give Sam Raimi kind of permission to kind of just go nuts with it. I mean, that's that's really the kind of the big point here is that we've got Sam Raimi back mm. doing kind of anything. Mm. What, what, was, what, the last, what was the last thing he did? The Evil Dead reboot. I don't think he even did that one. The last thing I was aware of was Oz the Great and Powerful, which is why oh. I'm sort of like, which Sam Raimi are we getting? I, know I didn't know that was him. Cult, but you know. Oh, I did not know that was him. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, God bless him, because like after Spider-Man 3, which, you know, wasn't really he wasn't really in control of at all. And I don't hate Spider-Man 3. It's a gem in its own right. It definitely. No, like knowing what we know about Spider-Man 3 now, the parts of it I don't like were the ones that were just completely shoehorned in. Yeah, Yeah. you can basically look at every single Sony movie since Spider-Man 3 and kind of reverse engineer it. Like, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm hoping this will be his big comeback and not, as is sometimes the case with Marvel, a sort of director for hire, do the things we've mandated you to do thing. I hope it certainly looks visually gorgeous. Mm. It's definitely got horror elements, which is very much him. So that was the other thing. Was, isn't this one like getting a kind of an older rating as well? Which I'm going like, to have to actually check that. A double, I think I remember hearing that kicking around and I like that would that would be... Like, if they allow Sam Raimi to kind of go a little harder in the horror aspect, even just like a little more for Marvel's sake, I I just think that'd be really interesting. Oh, definitely. Apparently, Bruce Campbell is going to be in it. So oh, well, that's a given. Groovy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dr. Palmer, the Rachel McAdams character. Shit, that's the one I was trying to remember. Sorry. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, that looks really, really good. I highly recommend you check out the trailers before... I know we just basically spoiled the highlights, but there's still things I've deliberately not mentioned that you can go check out. There was also a little kind of Moon Knight teaser, which is coming out next month. Are you guys familiar with Moon Knight at all? I I was excited until they didn't give it to Daniel Radcliffe. And then I was just like, not interested anymore. But then they gave it to Oscar Isaacs. (laughs) I'm sorry, but Daniel Radcliffe is way more of a treasure than Oscar Isaac will ever be. Oscar Isaac is cornering the market on Marvel makey-uppy Egyptian characters. Yeah, he's he's done Oscar, enough. Oscar Isaac is cornering the market on daddies. Yes. Oscar Isaac is cornering the Disney market. Uh, well, I mean, they, they kind of messed him around with Poe Dameron. So, like, you know, get him something good. But, like, we get it. Oscar Isaac is great. Like, we know he's good. We know he can do it. Give other people some chances. There's okay, there's definitely something to that. I won't argue that. Can I, mm. by the way, I just Moon Knight is the most fun character to explain to people who don't know Moon Knight. And the isn't TV he show like he seems a, to be he's a drunken Dracula owes him money? See, that's oh, the, that, that, that one single panel is the only thing I know about this character. Okay. <laughs> he is a character who uh while traveling with the army as a soldier, fell into an Egyptian pyramid and got cursed by a cat god. And upon returning, he assumed a new identity as a taxi driver in New York, where he hangs out with the homeless in a cafe, which is not to be confused with his third identity, which is not Moon Knight. We are three identities in, and we're not at Moon Knight yet, (laughs) because he has another secrets identity, where he is a millionaire Mm -hmm. with like a model girlfriend. So this guy 
who came from like an impoverished, I think maybe Jewish background, joined the army, took a new name, got cursed, started working as a taxi driver with a different name, then is also a millionaire with another name. And this is all before we add in Moon Knight, another identity. And Moon Knight has a butler who flies him around in a helicopter named Frenchie. And this <laughs> is our character. But I, uh, I, I, I specifically remember hearing something about he likes to call the Avengers at 3 a.m. and scream that they owe him money because he thinks Dracula is an Avenger. That's, yeah, Moon Knight, he's not, I, I, I seem to be giving you the impression that he's Deadpool. He's not, he's not a funny character. He's a bit surly, but he's not like completely out there. It's really hard to tell what, because I've read the first like 20 or 30 issues of Moon Knight and he's one of my favorites, but it's very hard to tell what the vision for Moon Knight was. The only way they've been able to rationalize Moon Knight in the modern like 90s, 2000s is to make him schizophrenic. And Oof. even then, that feels like, a, what do we do with this? That watching the trailer, they junk three quarters of his actual origin story and good for them. I but... think, yeah, I think you kind of need to do that with comics to begin with, though. You need to you realize like, oh, man, OK, you know, like three quarters. Of this is absolute trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from that. It was from the same era that Blade came from, where they kind of sold comics not really expecting any character to last more than a year. So they oh, just put the, in as many gimmicks as they could. So Rob Liefeld effect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a really good way of putting it. So Moon Knight is like, he's, I've heard him described as like B grade Marvel, which I is, he's one of my favorites, but that's generous. It's <laughs> He is golden when he's teamed up with Dr. Strange. Cause his gimmick is he does like hunt monsters at night and stuff. But, like, he is the most confused character I've ever seen have an extended long life in comicdom. And it does not surprise me at all that the trailer seems to junk most of his actual character to make it work. Still, I am very, very excited for it because, like, you know, I really like the Hawkeye and all the Disney Plus things have been good so far. So I have no idea what to expect from this. But you're just waiting, like, we've been waiting for just this, this sort of deep cut to, for, for Marvel to start pulling from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you've run out of A-list Avengers. Now it's time to start kind of, like, dusting off the shelves and seeing what you've got hidden in the back. And yeah, like, this yeah, is think... definitely the most in-the-back superhero sort of squirrel girl I can think of. Yeah, this seems like they're trying to pull another Guardians of the Galaxy out from nowhere. Yeah, yeah that'd be um... a really good comparison. Like, for want of a better phrase, it is kind of good that they're, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point because we need new characters. You don't want to see the same five or ten characters over and over again. Yeah, you are right. And, like, you know, it's... You know, he's, he's been a character that's had, like, 50, 60 years of development. And I'm sure that, like, I'm offending people at home who, like, know why all of this makes sense. But... I've sampled three or four eras of Moon Knight and it's always in that what is this type feeling as far as being pulpy or like, is it a grounded story about the homeless? Well, then what are werewolves doing here? Is he <laughs> Batman? Then why is he driving a taxi and talking to a cat statue? Like, it's just, 
it's it's very much like superhero loaf of all the things that were popular at the time you know they're like it does seem like they to get it right there is a balance where you got to be like this is stupid but it's also weird you gotta yeah, believe it guys it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be confident in your stupid weirdness yeah is it actually do we is do we know who's directing it or like it or is it uh, kind of just one of marvels because like, it seems like the sort of thing where we'd want like Again, like I, I don't want to compare it too much to Guardians, mm. but it's someone like a James Gunn, I think, could do that very well. Yeah, I see what you mean. So, like, um, like even the Moon Knight description has two of the identities in it. Like, you know, it's like, oh, whatever. I'm gonna look up who's uh, directing now. But yeah, if you if you want to, like, kind of just have a trip just read the basic premise all i've done is explained the basic premise of moon knight i haven't even gotten into his brother who's like a zombie werewolf or something it says here muhammad deb don't recognize him i am gonna look him up his history no but like that's just in case like it was somebody like uh, like a name like like a name like a name it, like it could be a name, it could be a nobody, which is also which you know. Which I mean, like toss. that's what Katie was saying. Like but, give more people like yeah. the opportunity, uh, or it could be just like a pool of because Disney has like a pool of directors and writers that they just kind of swap in and out like key cards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give them so this. That makes sense. The director is actually Egyptian, which is immediately more sensitive than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I thought this. I had. I was getting the hints of Iron Fist off this. You know. Uh, okay, yeah, mostly kind of stuff I don't recognize, but like Katie said, like you know, it's kind of give someone their start. Oh, and he actually... wrote the island. That's pretty good. Hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. But actually, speaking of kind of uh, directors and things, uh, sadly, Dara isn't here for the J.J. Abrams news. Uh... Oh, where's where's my stick? We got a dead horse here. Where's my stick? <laughs> Yes, they they seem to finally be moving forward with Star Trek Four or Star Trek Fourteen. Now, depending on what way you're counting, the headlines have been mentioning Abrams. I dug just like a layer under. He is not directing. Okay, <laughs> he is a producer. Okay, so right. so involved, but not really. involved. But he's not like that because here's the thing: he did an okay job with the first one. Mm. Correctly, he did direct Into Darkness. He did, right? yeah. And that was bad. Yeah. And then we started learning, hey, maybe he's not good. Mm. Then they got the director of the Fast and Furious franchise to come in and do Beyond. That, and that, that's my favorite Star Trek film. And that ruled. Yes. <laughs> uh, I did see, though, because um, the director, I cannot remember his name now off the top of my head, but he was the showrunner for WandaVision. I did see that. Yes, they did announce mm. that. Is it Jack Schaefer? Is it? Or... I don't know. Yeah, don't know. yeah. One division writers and directors are all over this now. I, to be honest, I would take all of this with a pinch of salt because I have done so many Geek Ireland articles on, you know, the director of Fargo's directing <laughs> it now. Quentin Tarantino's directing it now. Uh, George Lucas is directing it now for maybe two minutes. I don't know. It's, it seems like such a weird one to have this kind of revolving door. Because I think for a project like this, which, you know, it's still a pretty big cash cow. Yeah. It seems like 
this, it seems like Paramount should be able to just pick a director and just go, no, you're making Star Trek. Here's a, yes. a, a truck full of money. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I don't yeah, like... Because the, the, the one for the longest while was they were going to do a time travel Star Trek film where Chris Hemsworth, who before he was famous, was Kirk's dad for two minutes in the start of the first film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where he would come back and team up with adult Kirk. And they were kind of leaning into that with beyond as well. Apparently they were all too expensive. So that just got scrapped, but yeah, I would be optimistic to see a new film. Cause we haven't had a good new star Trek film in a while. Are you guys like star Trek heads or. Not really, but uh, like I did see the, the first new star Trek and then uh, the third one and they were okay. Didn't hate them. At this point, I think like we we've talked at length about Trekkie and how we think it needs to kind of keep pushing boundaries. Mm. And I'd be happy if again they just start kind of throwing the like the main this main film series just at just different directors. Like, what can you do? We made we made a big flashy action series where the where the climax involved the Beastie Boys. What can you do with Star Trek? <laughs> That's like it's been it's been around for near on like sixty years more. Yeah. Like. Just go wild with it. I'll watch it. I, will I just say, want it to be fun. I will say one thing, though. I completely did not understand Idris Elba's character in the third one. Like, sometimes he was an alien, but sometimes he wasn't. Yeah, they they, they kind of had to hide the twist that he was the first, one of the first captains to set off into space as Starfleet, which is what the makeup was for. Uh, and the more he kind of drains people's life, the more mutated he looks. So he was mm. never an alien, but they didn't really clarify it all that well. Yeah, they didn't really explain it. Like, See, here's all. the thing. I love that movie because I don't think about it, and that's the Star Trek with dirt bikes. Yes. <laughs> you. I, I, did, I will say I did enjoy the makeup, though, like that. I can't remember her yeah. name, but you know the one with like the black stripes on her face? Oh, goes into her yeah, hair. yeah, yeah, yeah. The actor from The Mummy, the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, she's great. Oh, no, the the, the, the makeup should have gotten the Oscar uh, that year. It lost to Suicide Squad, of all things. Yeah. Oof, oh, which, yeah. I mean, I don't know what for, because the crocodile was CGI. And he didn't look like a crocodile. Yeah, there is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he came from the sewer, but not for the reasons you think. What's with all these weird cryptic statements you and Kev are mentioning well, today? Well, we're on at five. I can't just come out and say he looked like a turd man. <laughs> I mean, no, you know what? I think turd man is a, is a, is a fine PG rating. <laughs> to be honest, I'm sure it's a comic that you'd find on your app, Kev, somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't find it on my app. Again, that'd be a... Uh, that'd, be, that'd be the Rob Liefeld school. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of on at five, our on at five slot is closing soon. Yes. Before we go, can I quickly read the list, the non-exhausted lists of aliases that Moon Knight has? Okay. Oh, please do. His real name is Mark Spector, but he also is billionaire businessman Stephen Grant, taxi cab driver Jake Lockley, the fist of Khonshu, which is the god that he gets his power from, and a consultant named Mr. Knight. <laughs> and this is all before we get to Moon Knight himself. And I know I can't be the only one who thinks this is weird because they've made the effort to highlight all the identities on his wiki 
in like black writing so you can keep track of it all you know <laughs> now you know what i think what you've just done is just read the uh, the credits for the show so i think we're done <laughs> <laughs> all right is there anything i'm the i'm the fist of conchu and you can follow me on twitter <laughs> so uh katie riley aka mannequin blue aka acutely morbid aka balloon warrior the fist of conchu <laughs> that's mrs knight <laughs> it's really not <laughs> 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 anything you want to plug katie uh nope still nothing from me still trying to get back into the routine it's been a very long christmas and <laughs> that's all i can say about that excellent yeah, and... when, do we, when do we tell her it's february <laughs> <laughs> just just leave it till the next one you <laughs> kev uh, as always you can follow me on twitter at kev 94 and you can watch me run a Greek mythology themed Dungeons and Dragons campaign over on the Nancy over on YouTube slash the Nancy Crew with the campaign named The Odyssey of This Bish. B I S H, by the way, on a five. On a five. Uh, yeah, I'll just quickly plug myself then. Uh, I am still running a drama classes and public speaking classes and storytelling classes and creative writing classes all on. All Abilities Ireland, which is on Eventbrite, they're all over Zoom. Uh, we're starting a teen one for creative writing and public speaking this Friday at six. There's an adult one at seven, also on Friday. We've got kids one on Saturday mornings, but the easiest thing is just to type in All Abilities Ireland Eventbrite. All my stuff is up there. We've got loads of new ones starting up in March. Uh, most of them are free. Some of them are a tenner for a month, which is about as much as it costs to buy all of the comics that Kev mentioned on the app, so dirt cheap. So if you want to kind of give all those a try, I run them personally, so you can find me there, and thank you very much in advance. And with that, I think we'll call time on this show. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back with more Moon Knight Identities next week, and until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Join us at nerdsnomedia.com. All right, so you're listening to the podcast. You're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland. How do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdsnomedia.com or Phoenix 92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Nerdsnomedia everywhere. Nerdsnomedia on Twitter. Nerdsnomedia Instagram. Nerdsnomedia on Twitch. Nerdsnomedia at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, Dara, what are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. That's not cool. You should be over there with the God players. At least then you can, like, I don't know, pretend like you got, I don't know, some kind of thing going on. Yeah, with ya. You give me a Brooklyn raise. Yeah, with ya. Dara. Dara? Yeah, Sarah. Why ain't you over here with Joey? Anyway, we're missing you, dude. So, uh, it's Little Karibo saying, I love it. I like it. Check out the wrestling rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on nerdtonomedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then.
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.